Welcome to Savor Whiskey. I'm Carl Cimini. I'm not selling and I'm not yelling. I'm here to introduce you to the good life and to hopefully settle your life down and introduce to you an appreciation of the wonderful world of whiskey, travel, and life's joys. On today's podcast, we explore one of Scotland's favorite whiskeys, Springbank 10. First, let's visit Scotland's favorite family-owned distillery and find out a bit about the region and the distillery's history. The first reference to Campbelltown whiskey is recorded in writing way back in 1591. Ten years later, in 1601, Campbelltown had become a whiskey smuggling center and the illegal production of whiskey. In 1660s, that's the Age of Enlightenment, the Mitchell family, founders of Springbank, came to Campbelltown as settlers from the lowlands of Scotland. Some family members were already maltsters. By 1814, 20 illegal distilleries were now in operation in the Campbelltown area. Springbank is built on the site of the previously illicit still used by Archibald Mitchell and Springbank Distillery is officially founded in 1828, becoming the 14th licensed distillery in Campbelltown. As demand for Campbelltown malt increases, Archibald's sister Mary Mitchell builds Drewmore Distillery. Brothers John and William Mitchell, Archibald's sons, take ownership of Springbank in 1837. Later, John takes his son into the business, forming the company J. and A. Mitchell. In 1838, John Walker of Kilmarnock, a Scottish grocer at the time, recognizes the burgeoning profile of Springbank whiskey and purchases 118 gallons. We all know who that John Walker became. With demand for Campbelltown malts appearing insatiable, in 1872, John's brother William continues the family venture into the whiskey trade and Glengyle Distillery is founded. In 1891, Campbelltown had a population of just 1,969 but was reputed to be the richest town in Britain per capita. The turn of the century brings a change of whiskey preferences and Springbank alters their production accordingly to make lighter whiskey that was not as heavily peated, using coal rather than peat to dry its malt. In the 1920s, some of the Campbelltown's distilleries begin cutting corners to meet demand for whiskey, resulting in blenders turning their back on Campbelltown and looking elsewhere for consistently better malt. One by one, these distilleries begin to close. Suffering from the recession in 1925 at the beginning of the 20th century, Langile Distillery, after being sold by William Mitchell to another company, ceases trading. Rye Clacton closes its doors, leaving only Springbank and Glen Scotia operating in the Campbelltown area in 1934. In 1970, Springbank bottled a 50-year-old whiskey, distilled in 1919. Longro whiskey is first distilled at Springbank in 1973, proving that an Ilaw-style single malt could be produced on the mainland. Another general downturn in the whiskey business during the 1980s sees a wave of distilleries close across Scotland. Springbank continues to sell whiskey, though production is sporadic at best. Regular production resumed in 1989 at Springbank as the demand for whiskey begins to grow. By the 1990s, Springbank's single malt's reputation had taken off around the world. A spate of top quality bottlings are released which cement the distillery's reputation for producing world-class whiskey. In 1997, Springbank distilled a new expression called Hazelburn. As Springbank headed into the 21st century, Headley G. Wright, the current chairman of Springbank and great-great-grandson of Archibald Mitchell, buys the Glengyle Distillery buildings, 
bringing Glengyle back into the hands of the Mitchell family line, the rebuilt Glengyle Distillery. The first new distillery in Campbelltown in over 100 years and the first distillery built in Scotland in the 21st century has its first distillation run in 2004. Camp Belltown is once again recognized as a distinct whiskey region. In the wake of rising whiskey stock and soaring production costs, the distillery takes a six-month break from production to allow new warehousing to be built, with the whiskey-making process resuming in 2009. In 2013, Springbank sold a bottle of their 1919 50-year-old single malt for £50,000 to a Chinese whiskey collector. Today, Springbank is one of only three distilleries operating in the Campbelltown area and is the oldest independent family-owned distillery in Scotland. Let's do a tasting of Springbank 10-year-old single malt. It says on the label it's 46% alcohol by volume and sells for $70 a bottle. It looks to the naked eye to be gold straw. Let's do a nosing. Green apple, I'm getting some lime juice. Luscious juicy green pear, delectable, but with limited peat presence. Let's taste, slanja. It has a very silky body, mild tongue burn, drying vegetal lean grassy tannins with a bit of resinous piney peat. The overall impression is still fruity, a bit of oily charcoal. These all are making a wonderful combination, strong, but bright. One can see why most Scotsmen will offer up this as a recommendation in many a boozer across Scotland. The finish, oh, I'm it's long, a lot of charcoal, but not too bitter, green apple skins, Cucumber water fades quickly, but it lingers with that pine spice peat. This single malt in a land of single malts is the pride of a nation and beyond most spirits for enjoyment. Just a fantastic single malt. Thanks for listening. Apologies for any mispronunciations. Gaelic is one of the most difficult languages in the world. Please remember to savor whiskey and don't drink and drive and don't forget to keep learning and loving. Life is to short for having a bad time. Life is about passionate living, good food, fine whiskey, and great people make you worthy of it all. I'm Carl Chimidi for Savor Whiskey. For more information, please visit Savor Whiskey on Facebook or on YouTube or your favorite podcast platform or simply visit the website savorwhiskey.com to find out about Scotland whiskey and tastings in your area. And always remember, savor whiskey with friends and thusly, savor the good life. I'm Carl Chimidi.